The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. And welcome in, everyone, to this edition of Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen, our 2021 Eagles season recap on the day after uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bring a uh, screeching end uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles season. A lot to discuss. John McMullen back from his trip in Tampa uh, covering the birds all season long. Johnny Mack, great job by you. Great work last night on the live post-game show. Um, a lot of coverage uh, between the markers, Johnny Mack, since, thing all, since this season began um, months and months and months ago. Yeah, it's a journey. That's kind of what Nick Sirianni talked about. Jalen Hurts talked about. It really is. I, I mean, if you think about where where things started in training camp and even before training camp in the offseason when Nick Sirianni was hired through the joint practices with the Jets up in North Jersey and then the two and five start and then being able to turn the season around um, more than what was expected. So I don't expect people to harp on the positive uh, after performing so poorly in Tampa, but look, they were up against it. We know, we know that's the reigning Super Bowl champions. Yeah. They were a little bit banged up, but they still had Tom Brady who, you know, I joked unless father time was finally going to stop hitting the snooze button when it came to Tom Brady and he showed up on a random Sunday in central Florida, the Eagles were going to have a tough time in this game. And that's, that's how it shook out. But, you know, the number I kept talking about all week, uh, whether it was with you, Krause, or Birds 365 with Jody Mack, was was uh, 46 versus one. Uh, one quarterback was starting his 46th postseason game. The other was starting his first. And, oh, by the way, the head coach was coaching his first um, as a head coach postseason game. That's tough to overcome, and it, it proved to be tough to overcome. You would have liked to have seen, I think, a little bit more fight. And and I don't even want to look at the final box score. People have seen it. It wasn't that close. I mean, this was a beatdown of epic proportions when it was 31 to nothing. The garbage time yardage and points – that's fool's gold. So the Eagles are better than what we thought they were going to be, but they're far off from being a contender. And that's what Howie Roseman, you can't get caught up in saying we, we made the playoffs. We're close. Making the playoffs is great, but the Eagles aren't close, and they have to realize that. Johnny Mack, let's start with the head coach, Nick Sirianni. I found <clears throat> myself yesterday – very confused in terms of what 
I was watching because it looked to me like the game plan reverted back to the opening four or five weeks of the season. And I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand. Yeah, it was, I, I couldn't understand why. It was a little disappointing. Um, you know, I think Derek Gunn asked me on the post game show on, on Jacob Media and, and 6abc.com, um, you know, were you miss, more disappointed in the head coach or the quarterback? And those guys are always going to get more of the blame when the Eagles lose than everybody else. And on, on the other side of the coin, they understand they get more of the props when they win. So it's not just about the coach and the quarterback. But if you're pinning me down, I would say coach more than quarterback. And Jalen played poorly. That's not to dismiss uh, how he played. But, yeah, I didn't like the game plan at all. I did not I did not like the game plan at all. From the coin toss, I didn't like the game plan. I knew they were going to do it because Nick Sirianni has told me, look, we're going to defer. We're always going to defer because that's the way the, the conventional wisdom is. If you win the toss, defer. You try to score at the end of the first half, bridge the second, third quarters with scores. And when you do that, you win 95% of football games. That's why coaches do it. But, you know, I, I was talking to Nick Sirianni last week about feel for the game. game. All games are different. All games are different. And you got to have a feel for this game. You know that team's more explosive. You know you can't play from behind. You know you want to start with the lead. So if you want to start with the lead, what better way to do that is win the coin toss, take the football, and go down the score. All of a sudden, now, maybe the Eagles take the football in that type of situation, go three and out, and they have to punt the football, Aaron Seaposs, Another issue, he's been a disaster late in the season. Bad punt, maybe Tampa Bay scores, maybe it doesn't make a you-know-what of difference. But I would have tried it. You know, let's look at the positive side, the other side of the coin. Let's say you go on a 13-play, 75-yard drive. You're able to punch it in. All of a sudden, so many good things happen. You have momentum. You're feeling good about yourself. You've shortened the game. You've kept the football away from Tom Brady. You're playing from the lead. You're doing exactly what you want to do. But by deferring, and people are going to jump on Jonathan again and say, well, you got to stop. Um, you got to stop him. Okay. You know, again, 46 playoff games, 35 playoff wins since 1958 1958 Joe Krause there are two franchises two franchises with more playoff wins than Tom Brady entire franchises he's got more playoff wins than the 30 other franchises and oh by the way one of those two teams the New England Patriots. 
where Tom won 33 of their 37, whatever it is. Mm. What, you know, it's what Jonathan Gannon's got to go stop Tom Brady. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Try to keep the football away from the greatest quarterback of all time. So from the coin toss, I thought it was a bad plan. Then we get into the actual game plan on the offensive side of the football. Yes, the wide receiver screens, which haven't worked all year. Back to too much RPO action. But why, um, John? That's Why do you do that? I, I, there's that body of work, and I think you identified – Maybe it was the Las Vegas game when the transformation started. It was actually maybe, the Tampa Bay game. Or, 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 the, or, or the Tampa Bay game. So that body of work, when the best asset on this football team, your offensive line is going to work and you're running the football for big, big numbers, for record numbers. And then... All of a sudden, you don't do it. You stop it. I well, just they tried. Uh, you know that at that part, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Nick a little bit, and I, and I want <clears throat> to open up the game book here um, because you know the, the first drive. Um, you know, it was two runs. It was a three and out. Um, then they then they ran the football uh, two more times in the in the second drive and weren't able. They came out trying to run the football. Um, you know, Todd Bowles, and this is you have to question the rest of the league. Todd Bowles is obviously one of the best defensive coordinators in this league. He was he loaded up that box, man. He was daring. He was daring. He came out and he said, you know, if he could have stood on the 50-yard line, and Todd's an understated guy, he wouldn't do that. But he could have screamed from the 50-yard line, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to throw the football outside. Because, I mean, he clogged up with eight people in the box and, and beat a bay of being the middle of that. And they were just not going to let the Eagles run the football. And they played single high safety. They played corners man to man and they were injured at corner. And they said, throw the football. If you can throw the football, maybe we'll come out of this and change. And the Eagles couldn't throw the football. And they couldn't run and they couldn't run the ball. It's understandable why they couldn't run. Nobody can run against that box. But you know, when you have that many people, and they were run blitzing. They were doing everything. They were throwing the kitchen sink at the Eagles running game. John, how many yards did the Eagles run against Tampa Bay back in October? Um, if you remember. I can look it up. It, they they barely re remember Miles Sanders um, had one carry in the first half of that game. So it was very similar to this game and the fact that if you're just going to look at the black and white of the box score, it doesn't look that bad, but it was bad. A lot of garbage time yardage in that game. A lot of garbage time yardage in this game. Mm -hmm. 
very similar. They didn't run the football at all, and they ran it well late in the game when Miles got a little bit uh, a little hot in the first game. Um, but they, they had a different philosophy back then. As I said, that was the change in their philosophy. That game was a Thursday night game. They had the mini buy. They came off of that buy, went to Las Vegas, and if you remember – Early in that game, they were running the football from under center uh, with Miles Sanders, and they were doing it effectively. But Miles got hurt early in that game, was carted off, so it was sort of a a delayed start, and that's it. Really kicked in uh, in the Detroit game the week after that. But larger point being. Um, Tampa wasn't playing defensively, and that's one of the great things about Todd Bowles. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's not. If he throws you a a fastball one time, he's not gonna come back and throw you a fastball the second time. He's gonna throw a curve, and he threw him a curve, and he said flat out, "You're not gonna beat us running the football. You're gonna have to throw the football outside," and the Eagles couldn't do it. Now. There you can start blaming the quarterback a little bit. But you can also blame the coaching staff because they were way too late trying to figure that out, trying to adjust to that. Look, if, you, if you're if you seeing boxes like that and you're seeing single high safety and you're seeing man-to-man coverage on Devontae Smith and he doesn't get the football until there's a minute left in the half and the game is essentially over, that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. And the blame for that is Nick Sirianni. Well, the blame for that is both, but I I would put it more on the coach when you have a young quarterback because you're trying to micromanage a young quarterback. In other words, you know, again, we'll we'll use the dichotomy. <clears throat> Tom Brady runs the Tampa Bay offense from the line of scrimmage. You know, you you see him go fast. You see him go slow. You see him put the put the foot on the gas and they go hurry up. That's all Tom Brady. He runs the show from the field. The Eagles don't have that. I mean, Jalen does what the coaching staff tells him to do. Um, as most young quarterbacks do. Um, So it's up to Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen and Kevin Petullo to point out to Jalen Hurts, it's what you're doing on the sidelines. When you have the the Microsoft surfaces and you have the pictures and everybody's looking at it, you you sit the quarterback down you say, look, look, look at the, the aerial view. Look at the box. Look at how they're covering. If you see this, do this. Eagles didn't do this. Or they tried to do this, and and this was as bad as that, right? Well, in the second half, obviously, when they started throwing the football, yeah, it wasn't good from Jalen Hurts' perspective. I mean, it wasn't good. Um. But that shouldn't be a surprise. They're not equipped 
we talked about it. They're not equipped. I don't know how many times I've said this. They're not equipped to play from behind. And once they're down by three possessions against a team, remember, this is not Jake Fromm. This is not Garrett Gilbert. And this is my biggest criticism of Nick Sirianni. And I mentioned this on the postgame show as well. You have to understand your opponent. If you get down 17 nothing to Tampa Bay, actually, the Eagles did a, a pretty good job at that point defensively. They, they held Tampa Bay down for a little bit until Jalen Rager's muff punt, and then it was 24 nothing game over. I said it was really over before that, but they, they had that little bit of a, a spark defensively where there were a number of drives that they stopped Tampa Bay. But from the larger perspective, you know, you you can say, okay, we're down 10 nothing to the Washington football team. You can be comfortable in saying Garrett Gilbert's playing quarterback, even if Taylor Heineke's playing quarterback. All right, if we get our you-know-what together defensively, we can hold this team to 10 points. We can come back and win that football game. <clears throat> you get down against Tampa Bay, you know, you're not going to stop them. They're going to keep coming. And they could have probably scored, you know, they took their foot off the gas. They could have probably scored 45 if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to know that. You have to know your opponent and, and understand this is a team you can't play from behind on. And whatever the final number was, um, and I'll look it up real quick, uh, 43. 43 times Jalen Hurts threw the football. He threw the football more than Tom Brady. Eagles can't win that game. If you would have told me that before, I would have told you that's a blowout. That's a blowout, and it was a blowout. Football 24-7 with John McMullen, our 2021 Eagle season recap with John McMullen live on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget to like, share, and continue to subscribe. We have a lot to talk about over the next few months. My goodness, the season's just getting, the season's over, yet it's just getting started. Uh, Johnny Mack, one last question on Nick Sirianni and include the coaching staff in this response. Are they or were they better as a staff? By the end of the season, compared to when it started, or was that final six games, not counting the Dallas game, fool's gold in itself because the opponents were so bad? Well, to a certain, I mean, it, that depends on the individual. Uh, you know, fool's gold, so to speak. And, um, you know, if you thought the Eagles were ready to compete um, with a team like Tampa Bay because of that final stretch, yeah, that's fool's gold. I mean, that's the definition of fool's gold. 
They played seven games against playoff teams this season. They lost all seven. They not only lost all seven, they lost those seven games by an average of about 13.6 points, so essentially two touchdowns. Now, you can use Week 18 as an outlier, as you mentioned. Dallas uh, played their starters or most of their starters who were available. Uh, The Eagles played their junior varsity, so to speak, and got beat by 25. So that skews it. But if you want to take the the game against the Chargers, who just missed the playoffs on the AFC side, so they're a good team but not a playoff team, they got blown out in that one as well. Um, So anytime they played a good football team, they they got put in their place. Um, But – you know, the vast majority of this league is mediocre or below. And the good news is they beat, for the most part, a couple outliers, the most notably the loss to the Giants, which was probably the worst loss of the season. Um, they beat the teams they were supposed to beat. That's, that's a positive. That's a, that's a, Really big positive in the NFL when you beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Uh, because every year, everybody's saying, well, the Eagles had a soft schedule. Yeah, They had a soft schedule at the end. They didn't have a soft schedule at the beginning, which is why they started 2-5. and five. Um, So you give them credit for persevering because things could have went off the rails at that point. You could have given up. They didn't do that. They had a favorable schedule. They took advantage of it. They beat the teams they were supposed to beat, again, for the most part. But they didn't compete with the good teams on their schedule. It's fair to say that. So if you thought beating Jake Brom and Garrett Gilbert and Taylor Heineke and Trevor Simeon and on and on and on meant they could compete with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, that's fool's gold. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't I didn't want to see Doug Peterson fired and after I compartmentalize what the 2021 season turned out to be I almost feel as though Doug was fired for ending up exactly where he would have ended up in the playoffs with this same roster I don't think Sirianni as the CEO of the staff did anything at all. I'm not, and that doesn't make him a bad guy, but if no, that's yeah, truth- well, you know, he, he's a rookie head coach and I'm on record. And I constantly say, I, first of all, I like Nick personally. Um, I don't think the Eagles should have fired uh, Doug Peterson. I said that a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred more. I mean, the guy won him a Super Bowl. He deserved the opportunity um, to have his own staff. He wanted Press Taylor to be the offensive coordinator. Fans will get upset by that. He wanted Matt Burke to be the defensive coordinator. Fans get upset by that. Jeffrey Lurie got upset by that. He didn't want that. But he earned the right to do it. 
then if he failed, if he failed, then okay, all right. If you want to move on, fine. But he should have been given that opportunity. Um, here, I mean, where are you in the fact that you have a young rookie coach learning on the job, and he learned and he improved as the time went on. This, I mean, Jonathan Gannon, um, <laughs> I've never seen a bigger disconnect in my life. He got a third interview request today for people who don't know. Why? The Houston Texans. But why? I don't understand it. Because he's well-respected around the league. I've been telling people this for weeks and weeks and weeks, and they all owe me an apology. But, now, but I, what does they, that mean, John? When you say, well, if, if you're respected for what you do in life, you've earned it by what you've either been able to accomplish or how you do it, period, end. Anything else is is fake news. It's not reality. Has Jonathan Gannon earned that respect from from peers based on what he's done as the defensive coordinator of this team? Well, he's earned the respect of, of being a coach in this league for about 15 years now. But, and he's very young, so people don't realize that. But beyond that, he's only been a defensive coordinator. And a lot of ways for one year. And by the way, this was the 10th ranked defense in the NFL. Number 10 of 32. Again, context is important mm -hmm. in this league because I don't think people realize what's going on in the rest of the NFL. But because they get very focused in on one team. But if you don't have personnel, so people around the league look at the personnel on the Eagles' defensive side of the ball, and they see Jonathan Gannon get that team to number 10 in this league, and they say, whoa, look at what happened to New England in the playoffs. You, you're talking about earned respect. As far as coaches go, who's own earned more respect than Bill Belichick. Right. If you don't have the talent, you can't win in this league. Mike Tomlin, 15 seasons, 15 seasons in the NFL as a head coach, never had a losing season. Not one. Not one losing season. Look at what happened to him in the playoffs. Didn't have the talent to compete with Kansas City. Coaching is like anything else. It's a sliding scale. The fact that this team had the 10th-ranked defense in the NFL is astonishing. Mm. But beyond, coaching is also a little bit like players in the fact that you're evaluating. You're evaluating. When we say Devontae Smith has a chance to be a, a great receiver in this league, while he's not Devontae Adams right now, He's not whoever you want to throw out there, Stephon Diggs, right now. Some of the great receivers, you saw one of them yesterday, Mike Evans. He's not Mike Evans right now, but he's got that potential. People in the NFL are looking at Jonathan Gannon the same way. He's got the potential to be a big-time coach in this league because he's a great communicator, and he understands defensive football, and he's overachieved 
with what he has. But is he? But did he overachieve in that in those seven games that they lost against playoff teams? And when well, they were zero uh, and seven, you know, did, were they ten? How did they? How did the defense rank up against the better teams in the league that they played on the schedule? Significantly better or significantly worse? Significantly worse. But I would tell you this, Krause, name the coach. Let's use Tom Brady again, since that's who we're talking about. Guess what? When you play Tom Brady, you tend to do a lot worse than when you play an average or below average quarterback. From everybody, from Bill Belichick on down. Um, Bill obviously had him for all those years, but all the great co uh, coordinators. You play great quarterbacks, you're going to have more trouble. And the other games count as well. So when insert name does something against a bad team, look, I don't understand. Personally, I don't understand the disconnect of Philadelphia and their hatred of a coach that has three interviews uh, set up to be a head coach in this league. You look at Nick Sirianni, he got one. You look at Brandon Staley, you, you know, I, I don't think Jonathan Gannon is going to get a head coaching job in this cycle, but you never know. If you would have asked me, is Nick Sirianni going to get one? I would have said no, but he got in the room with Jeffrey Lurie and he wowed him. All it takes is wowing one person, one owner. And, and Jonathan can communicate so he could wow somebody. And all of a sudden you're going to be starting over again and you don't want to be starting over again. So whether Eagles fans know it or not, they better hope they don't have to start over again because it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Football 24-7 with John McMullen live across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, our 2021 Eagle season recap. Um, we did not even get into conversation uh, tonight uh, about the quarterback, about Jalen Rager, um, about uh, the three draft picks, uh, the biggest draft in the history of the franchise. Um, we didn't even get close to any of that, Johnny Mack. Uh, and we're out Off of time. Season, baby. I always, Off season, baby. I always say, Krause, for people that don't know, the offseason is busier than the regular season. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, that's going to do it for our live edition tonight here on um, the Jacob Media YouTube channel, Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. Let me be the first to say, a great job by you, Johnny Mac. Well I done. Um, what a journey. Uh, what a season. A lot of miles for you. A lot of articles. A lot of broadcasts. A lot of stories. Great stuff uh, by you. Appreciate you, Johnny Mac. Well done. Thank you, Krause. Appreciate all the listeners. Uh, Jacob Media YouTube page, 6ABC, everybody, all the platform. And we've grown so much. 
I think I did the math. It was like 500 to 5,000%. So like, share, and subscribe. Good stuff. On that note, we'll say goodbye. I'll remind everybody to stay right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's a premiere with Dan Cilio and his conversation with Gary Cobb coming up next on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Good night, everyone.